Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week, TV Times and What's on TV magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 29th of September 2023, including tabloid sting documentary The Fake Shake on Prime Video, and Stephen Graham's spin-off restaurant drama series, Boiling Point, on iPlayer. And we'll also be checking out Prime Video's The Boys spin-off, Gen V, and Apple TV comedy drama, Flora and Son. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Coldplay singer Chris Martin will appear in the upcoming Disney Plus documentary series, Camden about how the North London neighbourhood has changed the face of popular music. What else is in the news, Hannah? Hmm, that sounds good. Um, well, the Disney Plus Christmas movie, Dashing Through the Snow, I think I'm going to love this, will star rapper Chris Ludacris Bridges as a social worker who has turned his back on the festive season. Not liking the latter part of that. No one should turn their back on it. But you are a massive Ludacris fan, aren't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> y- you simply cannot fault us for variety this week and and I would say to a certain extent quality as well because we've got some good stuff lined up for you starting on Prime Video arriving on Friday the 29th of September it's a new sci-fi series called Gen V and here's a clip I know there must be many thoughts going through your mind right now is this the right place for me do I belong here but let me assure you that we see something in you Something you may not even see yourself, even if you do have X-ray vision. Congratulations and welcome to Godolkin University. Gen V, if you don't know, uh, it's a spin-off from the series, superhero series, The Boys, which we have reviewed before, which we really liked because it's amidst the plethora of superhero stuff on TV and film. It is hugely subversive contribution to the genre. This spin-off, well, in the world of The Boys, if you haven't watched The Boys, and it's really worth checking out, superheroes are celebrities and they're kind of like a brand, really. So they're all, you know, they're advertising things and they're on telly and it's what everyone kind of aspires to be. But they're, they're controlled by this rather shady corporation. The most famous superheroes are called The Seven. Okay, and, and and one of them was called Homelander. Anyway, I won't go into all that. This is a spin-off, and as often happens in this genre, it's looking at the young people with superpowers as they hone their skills at this place called Godolkin University. The boys was wasn't afraid to get be pretty violent and pretty dark and pretty weird, and this uh, very much is the same. So we're following. Freshman Marie, played by Jazz Sinclair, and we're introduced to her in a pretty arresting scene. So she starts to menstruate for the first time, and then it it literally turns into a bloodbath. I won't say any more than that. So she is sent to Godolkin, where all the people with, you know, the the most promising people with superpowers go to to study we're also going to meet golden boy who's like the superhero equivalent of like the top jock at high school 
He can control fire. Marie's roommate is very good. Uh, she's called Emma, played by Lizzie Broadway. And she's called Little Cricket because she can uh, shrink herself, a bit like Ant-Man. She is involved in what I think must be the most bizarre sex scene ever seen on television. I'm not going to say any more than that, but it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, <laughs> it's not for the faint-hearted. So I really liked The Boys, as I say, because it's super subversive uh, take on the whole superhero thing. Very dark, very funny, very original. This has got some, I guess, some more familiar elements in that it's the kind of freshman at uni thing and, and you know, young people with powers. But, but of course, because it's from this stable, it's a pretty different take on it. If you like The Boys, you will definitely like this. If you haven't seen The Boys, you don't need to have seen The Boys to enjoy this. But if you haven't seen The Boys, I would recommend that you go back and watch that as well. Oh, and on a side note, Shelley Conn from Bridgerton plays the dean of the university. I'm not quite sure if this is your bag, Hannah. It's not. But just because I'm not a huge fan, as you well know, of sci-fi. But I couldn't help but draw some level of comparison between this and kind of the Harry Potter idea. that You know, people, children with superpowers, kind of the best ones get taken away and put into a, a particular school, you know, where those kind of actions get honed. But, I mean, it, it's vastly different. But that, that kind of theory runs through. And I just... um. I don't know, there, there are weird scenes in it, aren't there? It sort of feels a bit, I feel a bit distracted by them. And I, and I sort of almost, it doesn't do what it says on the tin to a degree. There are some sort of shock factors in there. So I guess I guess that keeps an element of surprise when sci-fi is such a massive genre and knowing what else to do. Um, but as you say, if you liked The Boys, you'll like, um, you'll like this, but you don't need to see it first. Over on Apple TV+. Plus. We have a film for you arriving also on Friday the 29th of September. It's called Flora and Son. And here's a clip. Happy birthday. What's that? It's yours. Don't want to play. Since when am I a guitarist? I can't go on like this. Living in a shoebox with a kid who hates me. Can't wait for the day I don't have to be here. Go on! Go back to your dad! I might learn the guitar myself. That's just too funny. Takes years of practice, commitment. Are you really going to talk to me about commitment? I absolutely adored this. Um, I, I think, I, firstly, I'm just going to say I absolutely love the Dublin accent. So that had me hooked immediately. But the story, of course, is the main thing. And it's such a nice story because it's relatable on so, so many um, levels. And it, it follows um, a single mum called Flora. Um, played by Eve Hewson and she has a teenage son she had um, she had her son when she was very young and he drives it to, he drives it to distraction and, and me just having a, a very young teenager a new teenager I can understand this <laughs> it's quite tricky at times and he doesn't have any kind of real male influence in his life dad's not around and he can be really, he's really tricky, he's really difficult, but he's also in trouble with the law. Um, and you can see her just at, her, at the end of her tether doing her very best, but feeling like she just can't do enough and she doesn't have any money particularly. Everything is a massive struggle. And um, she just knows she needs to do something. And you've got these lovely sort of uh, narratives of her talking to friends and 
um, you you see the real her. You kind of on the outside when you first meet her, you think she's a really hard nut to crack, but actually underneath it all, she's really quite a vulnerable soul. And um, she rescues this uh, guitar out of a um, skip, I suppose it is, and kind of does it up and, and gives it to her son for his birthday. And he he just looks at her like she's totally mad, and she throws it across the room and feels that she's failed yet again because. You know, it's like you try really hard to buy someone a present you think they'll love and then they don't. And it's just, it, you just your heart sinks, doesn't it? And um, instead of kind of just chucking it and thinking that's not going to work, she thinks, no, I'm going to I'm going to learn to do something. She wants to do something with her life. And um, these days you don't have to see someone down the road, do you, or find someone local. You can do it all online. And, and that's where this sort of, it sort of starts and you really get to see her as a human. It, it's very, very funny in places. She has great comic timing, I think. And um, that sort of vulnerability in making you feel really sad. And the next minute she's having you, you know, in stitches. And she has this sort of long distance flirtation with this guitar teacher. And um, her son, meanwhile, is writing music too. And she goes in and she, she's desperate to be cool because the, the age gap between them isn't, isn't huge. She is a young mum and she wants to be cool. But of course, when you're a mum, you're never, ever cool, are you? And he, he, he creates this music. It's absolutely brilliant. She helps him through relationships. So it's a really dysfunctional, yet held together by extreme love between these two people. Neither are anything without each other, if that makes sense. So you watch, you just watch their journey and... I felt that it was very convincing, um, really authentic, very relatable to, to everybody and anybody. And I thought that, well, mum and son were, um, the son Max is played by Oren Kinlan. I just thought they were absolutely brilliant in this. It really focused on them and it was all about them. thought it was great. What about you, Ian? Yes, I enjoyed it. And as, as you say, I think the dysfunctional relationship between mum and son it is really convincing. I mean, it's, there's a lot of swearing. <laughs> there's a lot of mm. arguments, and and of just living on a, on an estate, um, you know, without much money. Um, it, it it just seems that that element of it is is great. Um, and she's brilliant, Eve Hewson, I think. And there's there's mm. a really good scene where she goes round to drop off the son at um at the dad's house and uh, yeah it's just uh, it's really well done i would say i'm not quite so keen once it gets so yeah she picks a guitar out of a skip doesn't she and and it it, it ends up being kind of a belated birthday present to the the son but he doesn't want it and so she in between glugging a lot of wine um signs up for online online guitar lessons with with jeff who is in america and he's played by joseph gordon levitt who has been in so many things. He was in Inception. He he did his, his own series called Mr. Corman, which we reviewed a while back. And of course, that's all going on via Zoom, which I wasn't quite so keen on. We had a lot of those Zoom type things during lockdown, didn't we? Um, but it's still good. Uh, and it's a sort of flirtatious relationship. In the first lesson, she asks him to take his shirt off and he just end, he ends the call. So it gets a bit from that kind of really kitchen sink kind of convincing drama of the beginning it goes a bit more fluffy but that's fine um and yeah i i think there's there's lots to recommend it i really enjoyed it i must say we're going back to prime video for another new series it arrived on tuesday the 26th of september 
It's called The Fake Shake. And here's a clip. Mazo Mahmood, the king of the sting. It didn't matter who you were. The manager of the England football team. The Duchess of York. Former ex-factor judge, Talisa. Newcastle football bosses. What has happened? The fake shake. The fake shake. You'd see other stings that had happened to other people. Mate, that's never going to happen to me. Three episodes of this one. I'm sure you'll remember this, Hannah, the tabloid journalist called Maza Mahmood who was dubbed the fake sheikh because he used to dress up as a wealthy Arab and do undercover filming and recording um, of his meetings with celebrities, uh, which would then be splashed across the tabloids. Um, So the people that he tricked include Sarah Ferguson, Sven Euron Eriksson, the former England football manager, it's a depressing story. It's very well done. It's very interesting. And it's got some of his some of his totally unapologetic collaborators and, again, other tabloid journalists who, who seem to think he was great. But really, it was just entrapment in the worst possible way. And the first person, the first case they look at is there was this glamour model called Emma Morgan, who was a page three girl. So he disguised himself as the sheikh and said that he was, you know, he was going to offer her a a calendar shoot for lots of money. And he sort of, he recruited a cocaine dealer in on the sting. And he basically said, you know, if she wanted to get the contract, she had to get some cocaine from this dealer and give it to him. So it's just a total stitch up, a total setup. She would never have done that if he hadn't said, "I want you to do this," and if you if you if you don't, you won't get the deal. Just awful stuff. And then quite often he gets people just saying unfortunate things. So he recorded football club Newcastle football club chairman Freddie Shepherds after he'd got him pissed, saying rude things about people in Newcastle. Same with Sarah Ferguson. It's just absolutely dreadful i mean he did incredibly he won an award for his journalism but uh, yeah he ended up in prison uh, which i think is uh, just as well <laughs> so yeah but a lot of people will remember him but if you don't it's a fascinating story and it's sort of a reminder of the worst excesses of the sort of british gutter press uh, that ended with phone hacking did you enjoy this hannah <laughs> well quite strongly about that don't you Ian? i do i do yeah <laughs> um... Yes, I did. In, I did enjoy this. I have worked for the British Gutter Press, as you call it, um, myself. So I kind of, I did, I did find it very interesting, and um, and I think it um, documents the whole lot and take of it um, from it what you will. And as you say, he ended up behind bars, and I think that it's um, it, there's no there's no way of writing that wrong, is there? What's done is done, and then that time must have been awful for those people that were involved in it. And I, I but I do find that kind of thing fascinating because you kind of you read about it, but unless you've kind of inside and understand it, this you wouldn't truly understand it if that makes sense. And I think this goes some way to to, to explaining how it happened and why it happened and and why it was so wrong. We're going to finish over on. BBC One and BBC iPlayer with a new drama series called Boiling Point. And here's a clip. I need you to remember what we're doing here, what we've started. New boy, you keep your ears open. Anyone needs anything, you get in there, yeah? Yes, sir. Right, check on table eight, one scout, two cod, one pork. Keep pushing. 
Yes. So you will remember, um, I think it was back in 2022 when um, this was on previously, but it was it was interesting because, or slightly different, because it was shot in one continuous 90-minute take. And if you're a big soap follower or lover, you'll know that that's quite a big deal. They occasionally do that, don't they? And things can go wrong. Um, but it feels very effective, very convincing and believable, credible, all of that, because you are there with them and but but really hard work and probably quite exhausting for the people taking part so that's what they did with that um and where they left it was where the head chef Andy Jones played by Stephen Graham um he was the head chef at this very sort of upmarket London restaurant he was having a heart attack he was collapsing and and he was he had he was an alcoholic he had some levels of drug addiction um and and that's where it ended and i think the assumption was that perhaps he he didn't make it through but i think that was kind of the end of it but then um what happened was the bbc um gave uh stephen a call and said um actually can we do something more and he from from what i've read he said well he's dead there's nothing we can do or is he dead no turns out he's not so Although this isn't, because it's um, several parts as opposed to one continuous part, it's very difficult to just film in one continuous episode. Um, they haven't done that this time. And I, and, and I think it's probably for the best because, the sto- you know, there's only so much you can do, isn't there, if you're in one room. But they rejoin six months later. And I think it's the first 11 minutes they do do in continuous filming for sort of a nod to that. Um, but the former sous chef his former sous chef carly played by vanette robinson she's now leading that old team as the head chef um but it's at a new restaurant called point north and she they've got this big group of investors in she wants to impress it's her first gig but then something happens her mum's poorly she's got to leave she's forced to leave the kitchen so her second in command freeman played by ray panthanki um is in charge and things start to unravel and I, I love things like this because so often we see like Hell's Kitchen, don't we? All those kind of you know, bake off, all these sort of things where we see the pressure inside the kitchen. But this sort of feels very much like real time. But yet you also get to understand the characters. And because it isn't that continuous filming, this time around you do get to sort of see a bit more of their background, understand a bit more about them. You know, some of them perhaps don't have quite the qualifications they uh, suggested they might have at time of employment. Um, and then, of course, you've got the sort of the, the, the camera cutting to Andy, who really, he's become very angry because, of course, he had this heart attack. He's not in a good place. He hasn't got his job. And he's really um, embittered and, and, and cross and contemplating his bad fortune, very sweary um, and quite sort of grey, dark life that he's leading. So it's kind of you, you split between the two. So I felt that this one gave it a bit more depth. And I, I do like this sort of thing. I don't know how much jevity it's got. I suppose as long as you um, are invested in these people's lives and what goes on around them, then it, it could continue. But essentially, it's that it's that sort of you can almost feel the heat coming through the screen if that makes sense in that kitchen it must be so hot and the stress to get this sort of the perfect starter all going out at exactly the right time and you know yourself when you're a restaurant and you're paying really good money or or whatever it is you just want some good food don't you and you feel a bit cheated if if you don't and um 
you really sense that pressure from these chefs, particularly given the scenario. So I, 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 thought, it was, I thought it was good, actually. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Inevitably, it will be compared to The Bear on uh, Disney+, Plus, which is also set in, a, in the kitchen of a, a posh restaurant. It's, it feels really immersive, doesn't it? You really feel like you're in the kitchen. Um, the dialogue is really naturalistic. If, if, as with The Bear, it feels as if it could just have been overheard. You know, it's very convincing. And, I mean, I've, as with The Bear... I found it very stressful to watch because, as you say, it's a big night in the restaurant. The head chef has to leave. Um, the investors are in. Everything's going wrong. They've got this guy's uh, turned up to work there who he really he isn't a, a properly trained chef, and they immediately ask him to make a hollandaise, and he has to, he starts googling it. <laughs> so it. It is very stressful, but in a good way. Um, lots of great characters, and uh, yeah, I think it's a. It was a good idea to spin it off into a series, mm. and and it certainly episode one worked really well. Okay, Hannah, fess up. What have you <laughs> What have you been binging on this week? Well, I'm binging on what you've been binging on in recent weeks because I have watched it a bit, but I haven't watched it enough, and I'm utterly addicted. I am literally binging, and I have to keep turning off every time the children come in. I just think it's like the worst thing they could possibly see in their life. Well, not literally, but I just this is the this is just such a sad indictment of society married at first sight uk oh my goodness me it is just insane isn't it the whole thing is insane and um i've just yeah i can't stop watching it i just can't stop so thank you ian <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff as well as that i watched uh solheim cup um on which was on bbc iplayer that was great great victory for the women's europe golf team in that and of course i'll be glued to the Ryder cup this weekend but i also watched on netflix i'm a big fan of the evil dead movies by sam raimi and there's a new one on netflix called evil dead rise and it's jolly good so we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering so uh what are we going to what are we going to be talking about, Hannah? Well, Tom Hiddleston's trickster god, Loki, returns in fancy drama, Loki, on Disney+. Plus. And a teenage time traveller takes on a serial killer in the prime video slasher comedy, Totally Killer. So we look forward to those. And much, much more, but in the meantime... Watching... Watching. 